Okay, now we're streaming. Are you happy, Adeline? No, now the energy in the studio is rank with your with your bullshit. Now the only thing our listeners know is that we're fighting. So we're fighting. We're going to break out the podcast. You'll never guess. In the studio today, Jackson. Just like have a gang break. <laughs> inside the he insulted studio. me on set. No, what, not, not, not inside like the actor's studio. Uh, uh, behind the music. Behind the music. Not inside the actor's studio. That's James Lipton. <laughs> <laughs> to catch a predator. <laughs> he yelled at me on set, not clickbait. <laughs> uh... Man, our stream overlay looks so bad. I'm sorry, guys. I I usually just, like, crank these out at the last minute. Uh, so here's the thing. Mr. Scoober Duber... Mr. Scoober Duber came into the studio today. He beat up Jackson. He took his computer and he just threw it on the <laughs> ground. And then Jackson was like, what the fuck? That's my computer. And then he had to pick it all up. And mm. then Scooby took a big fat dump and then he left. And now we just have to all deal with it. And like Scooby made this bad overlay. It wasn't me. He did. Yep. He it's did. True. You might think, he, like, oh, it's forced him. the colors are kind of bad. And he was like, Jackson, you have to. Jackson, you have to use this overlay. <laughs> And you were like, Scooby, why do you sound like that? And he's like, this is what I've always sounded like. If you <laughs> think this sounds bad, then you're stupid. And then he took a big dump again, and then he left. <laughs> Scooby, the, the colors look kind of bad, and it's kind of cramped on one side and kind of empty on the other side. Like, I don't know I don't know what you were thinking when you exported this and thought, yeah, this is fine. Uh, but he, he just, he was like, oh, Jackson, you gotta use this one. There's a lot of your toxic masculinity is really showing, Jackson. <laughs> yeah, Scooby Doo is a is a third wave feminist. And then and then woke Beetlejuice came. And he said, "Hey guys, actually, just kind of dropping buzzwords at random times with no context actually hurts more people than it helps." And then he also took a big shit, and then they left together. So I assume they're doing something. Yeah, are they together? Maybe they're going to they're going to like a conference or something. I don't know. I've stopped following him on Twitter because it's just like too much. You know, like I don't need to be woke all the time. <laughs> Problematic Scooby Doo and woke Beetlejuice. Yeah, I think they're trying to fix each other. And you know what? I get. I wish the best for them. Maybe they'll meet in the middle, and just yeah. become. Maybe that's how they became regular Beetlejuice and regular Scooby Doo. It's <laughs> <This> repeat. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so hello. Anyway, I've already destroyed my vocal cords. Hello. <laughs> uh, am I recording? Yes, I am. We're all recording. Cool. We're all uh, recording. Uh, welcome to the Cool Takes Podcast, the only bad movie podcast where the bad movies are good, actually. Every week, usually, we mount a sincere and unironic defense of an unpopular or unliked movie in the hopes of sincerely... Every week, we mount a sincere and unironic defense of an unpopular or unliked movie in the hopes of successfully gaslighting our audience into bad taste. Usually, usually that is what we do. Yes. But today, mm. we had some plans fall through some things had to get shaken up we had to make some decisions last second and we decided on something uh uh usually we are a bastion of positivity we're trying to reappraise and reevaluate these old unpopular movies or new unpopular movies whatever the case may be but today today the last month of january after finishing our, day. our wachowski <laughs> mini series is our cheat day this is this is our day where we let ourselves yes. just go hog wild, absolutely dunking yeah, on a movie you know, that we hate. 
in it to be a healthy well-rounded individual you can't be eating salads every day true like one day mm-hmm. you know once in a while you're gonna go out to an amusement park and you could have a limp taco salad mm. and you're who gonna knows get how long it's been cake. sitting in that fr- fridge or you could just have a good day funnel cake corn dogs french fries ice cream and that's right. what we're doing right now yes this is our funnel cake uh, this is our funnel cake day and i see we've got dylan in the chat saying he just came over for our patreon content which is great because hey. our patreon content's very good if i do say so myself and if everyone Hi, who's who's uh, uh, not subscribe to it, which is basically everybody. I'm not mad about it because I didn't expect there to <laughs> be a lot of people. But you know what? You can get on in there because we got good co- good shit cooking every week of the year. In the in the in the shit cooker. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. You know what? You know what is this is gonna sound stupid, but like the little monologue at the end of Ratatouille, where mm-hmm. Anton Ego is talking about. Like, it's like you know, the best part of the movie. Criticism. So yeah. yeah. I, I find that to be so profoundly <laughs> insightful on like a genuine level about like how I feel oh, yeah. about criticism. And one of the things he says in that is like dunking on shit. And this is exactly what he says verbatim. Yeah, verbatim. He says yeah. dunking on shit <laughs> and just taking a big crap on people's work is fun to write and to read. But that is not the important thing that you do. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Th- I, I think about that a lot because I try to think when I do criticism, when I'm doing a podcast like this, when I'm writing, when I'm talking on TikTok or whatever, I'd like to think of this as. An indulgence, right? Like, this is not important. (laughs) This is not good for anyone. It is a lot of fun, though. And sometimes, sometimes, just as a treat, you can really just lay into something and just make fun of something. That's our whole thing of why we hate CinemaSins too much, is because they don't do that. They don't go, we're yeah. going to do some criticism and then as a treat, we'll shit on something every once in a while. Right. They're just like, what if we just shat on everything all the time for no good reason, though? Right. Genuinely only because it is entertaining to read and entertaining to write. That's the right. only reason they're doing it. So like a movie like this that deserves to be shit on, <laughs> when CinemaSin shits on it, it means less. It yeah, doesn't mean absolutely. anything because they shit on everything for no reason. And this has a reason. So I say we're putting good into the world because we, <laughs> if you, if we're shitting on something, you know that it's because we think that and because we're giving ourselves a little treat of being able to say <laughs> that we hate this so much. So anyway, we haven't said it yet. We we're talking about Scoob today. Again. The 2020 <laughs> anim- mega budget animated Scooby-Doo movie that came out uh, in the dead of the pandemic. This was one of the first movies that came out uh, for that $20 rental price. It was like Trolls oh, 2. I didn't know that. It was like Trolls 2 and then Emma and then this. And <laughs> some some fun context. Earlier in this podcast, I want to say early in the podcast, but I guess we have been doing it for like a year at that point. Uh, mm-hmm. Back when it was just me and Adeline, uh, around this time, we had just made the decision that every once in a while we wanted to be covering like brand new movies. We weren't doing that before. And we were like, you know what? We have fun with this. It'd be fun if once or twice a month we set aside, you know, some time, some money to go see a movie. We talked about Onward, like opening weekend. And that was really exciting. Uh And then everything shut down. And we were like, (laughs) oh, so, huh. 
literally so our- on the way home from Onward, because I went downtown Spokane Theater to see it, literally, like, at the bus station that I went to, it felt like the zombie apocalypse, because there was nobody there. I yeah. was the only person on the bus going home, and I was like, oh, <laughs> Oh, so this is happening. That's cool. <laughs> and like, and it was a weird time too. So like, which is to say that's why we ended up covering Scoob because we were constantly like scrambling to like try to find like a new release movie that might be mm-hmm. interesting to talk about. We spent the whole $20 to rent Scoob, which, you know, in hindsight <laughs> might have a partial reason for why we're so bitter towards it because we spent too much money to watch it. Uh, but that didn't affect me this time. This time no. HBO Max was like, you want this garbage for what feels like free? And I was like, yeah, I don't, but I will. <laughs> but I won't eat it. <laughs> uh, uh, and like, I I just hate this movie so much. I think this is like the worst. I'm watching it again today. And like, it feels like every five minutes something would happen. I would just be like. Oh, yeah. God, Christ, I forgot it's, about this. This movie, because I specifically, I love, like, D-list animated movies. Like, because I feel like even in, like, what we call, like, corporate animated movies, I still think there is, like, a chunk of someone genuinely trying to do something and genuinely having fun. Like, I, I like the Boss Baby movies because I think at some point there is, like, a nugget in the middle of them, like, genuinely trying to do something original and creative. But that's not here with Scoob, no. even yeah. a little bit. This is a soulless monster that they fucking reanimated, <laughs> like, from the corpse of another, like, Frankenstein's monster. It just yeah. sucks. There's nothing. And there's no heart. There's no soul. There's just fucking Scoob. I hate him. <laughs> yeah. And it feels... It's so tricky, because, like, our age of people, there were these animated, ver- like, feature-length movies of Scooby-Doo being put out, and I'm not sure, because my relationship with them is um, blockbuster rentals. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if they were ever, like, on TV, like, just straight to TV, or, like, Cartoon Network would play them. I just... I I knew that they'd be on Cartoon Network sometimes, but if I ever got to go to Blockbuster, Mm. it would... I would either rent one of the Scooby-Doo movies or one of the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> right. those were the things that were not well represented in my home. And so, <laughs> That's like, the representation <laughs> I needed. I didn't, I thought my only access was Blockbuster. Mm. So like the Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, Scooby-Doo meets the alien invasion. Scooby-Doo Cyber and Chase the, is the best uh, one. The Cyber Chase one is, that is, was like, the original. is the best one. That was, is known as the best one. My favorite one, though, is the Zombie Island. I think mm. Zombie fair. Island is so That's good. Fair. But, like, they're, like, actually fun, compelling movies yeah. that... Because the, the old Scooby-Doo is, like, every villain is actually fake. Like, all of the villains are fake. They're just ma- a man in a mask. Mm-hmm. And these ones were, like, wouldn't it be fun if it was actually real and they were, like, a little more modern and the animation was a little better. It's a little and they were better, fun yeah. and good. And, like, I can watch them as an adult and still have a good time. And also there was always, like, a good, like punk rock song for some reason yeah yeah yeah, yeah. right they yeah. changed like, like every time there was a chase yeah. they would just insert whatever like weird like little punk Smash song Mouth they song. wanted yeah. yeah like yeah which is good and so like all this to say it's not that scooby-doo is like ip 
that can't be done. Oh yeah, right. absolutely not. That's it's like known it. that it can be done. Like it's yeah. been in live action. It's been in animation. Like it's it. They've had like several series that have all been good. So it's like what happened that's what feels so soulless is that they took the like the recipe that all these people have been riffing on all the people that made those animated movies all the people that made all the tv shows it's like this is what scooby-doo is this is what we Mm -hmm. like about scooby-doo that you can Mm -hmm. do compelling things with and you can change up and do your own thing with like that's Scooby-Doo is, like, the perfect thing to, like, make a movie out of, like, out of nowhere. Like, to, it's the perfect thing to remake because that yeah, recipe is so flexible. You can yeah. do anything with it. The bad guy can be anybody. Like, the only thing you have to do is there has to be a supernatural mystery. And it has to be... It doesn't always have to be fake. Sometimes the supernatural yeah, elements can be real, real. But it's mm-hmm. always being controlled by a person that needs to be unmasked. Like, that's what right. it is. You have to unmask mm-hmm. whoever's doing the thing or summoning the it's thing or whatever. It's mysteries for children. children exactly. Good. Yeah. And but and then to take that and to say people don't like this actually, you know what they do like? Superhero movies. What? That (laughs) makes me want to fucking punch you in the face. Like Uh, just the fucking They don't solve a fucking mystery in this movie. They don't solve a mystery. We know exactly what's happening. It's they they don't unmask anybody. We know that Dick Dastardly is doing it. And we talked. I watched our original Who is podcast. Jason Isaacs. It's yeah. Jason Isaacs. And he's pretty like, good, huh? actually. He is doing pretty good. It's they, fun. The cast is good. It's a good. It's a full it's of people that I like. Including. But why do they do it? Uh, All star cast, including Mank alumni Amanda Seyfried. <laughs> Her two major roles in 2020: Scoob and Mank. What a year! What a year! Oh Uh, my god, it's not just represent twenty twenty perfectly. I don't know what else does. I just wanted to say I have a core memory of of one of the Scooby Doo movies we rented from Hollywood Video. We mm. weren't a blockbuster family. We, we were, were a Hollywood, Hollywood video, video family. I respect what that. What was I the difference? That. I don't know. They were they both were two blue and yellow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just competition. But uh, there was one that was like Scooby-Doo Chupacabra something. Yeah. Like that oh, was the I bit. remember that one. Yeah. And one of the like DVD extras that you could click on was like some little featurette or some little song music video or something. I don't even remember. But there was some little, like, transition in one of them where there was, like, this creepy chupacabra drawing and, like, the eyes glowed red and it was, like, or whatever, like, in between (laughs) two things. And it scared the shit out of me (laughs) as, like, a, whatever, eight-year-old or whatever. I was, like, Mm -hmm. mortified of it. There was this weird little chupacabra drawing transition in one of the DVD extras of the Scooby-Doo Chupacabra direct-to-video film. And I was, like absolutely terrified of it i'd still remember it to this day maybe i can find it <laughs> i remember that for me that memory of like that thing that scared the shit out of you it's for me it's still the large marge jump scare from Pee-wee's, <laughs> oh, Big, Pee-wee's adventure. big adventure i mean that's <laughs> also scared, very scary scared the crap out of me when i was little i was like i was like having such a fun time with that movie and then that happened and i was just like scared for the rest of the movie <laughs> i was like when is that gonna happen again because i know right. it's gonna happen again and then it didn't and i was fine but <sighs> Scoob is <It's... sighs> awful for so many fucking reasons. Yeah. <laughs> it is like it's they took Scooby-Doo and they were like, what if it was like a like a low effort MacGuffin superhero movie? 
we need more like corporate synergy and fucking yeah. every other corporate meeting buzzword that you could fucking throw in there. They said at the goddamn meeting, they were like fucking crossover, multi movie. Uh, yeah. Limited release, streaming, synergy. They said all of those words. I guarantee. Right. And so they were supposed. So the plan for this was that they were going to make a series of Hanna Barbera movies for their own cinematic universe, right? Which is evidenced mm-hmm. in this. They were like, we're going to put in Dick Dastardly, we're going to put in Dynamite. Which is we're evidenced by the number of Captain fucking Caveman. stupid D-list motherfuckers that yeah. I don't care about. Yeah, and the most like, beloved Hanna-Barbera. Character. Which I was excited about. I was excited. Like, I thought that would be fun. Like, if they were really going to do that, it meant, in my mind, there was, like, a finite amount of time before they made, like, a Johnny Quest movie, which I think would be <laughs> so fucking fun. About, yeah. You could get Harvey Birdman all up in there. Uh, but I don't get about there was a, we talked about it in the original podcast too if you want to go back and listen to that one that's one of our old ones that i still yeah. genuinely really think i think good. that's a fun episode that's a good episode but i went back and i re-listened to it and we talked about it again and we were like what we talked about this again but i don't understand about the, all these like failed multiverses that we had like post marvel where right. people were trying to be like now it's our turn now we get to do mm-hmm. it uh-huh. and they like just like started with a shitty movie and then they were like damn we had such great fun ideas that we were gonna do once we got the boring one out of the way right and that's just like the total wrong energy to bring to a multiverse yeah that i think everybody has been doing wrong even dc like marvel is the only one that got it right it wasn't once we get done with this shitty iron man movie then we can make what we really want to make they were like yeah we like they like an iron man and then they built off of it because they liked it so much right and everybody else is like man we were gonna do johnny quest we were gonna Mm. do detective birdman we were gonna do all this cool shit but we made it shitty movie and now we don't get to because we made a shitty movie on purpose this movie (laughs) definitely falls in it definitely falls into that pitfall of like this range of movies where they reverse engineered it so much to the fact where like they were thinking so many steps ahead that they didn't make a good movie forgot to make a good movie and they're like well because we had to set up this this and this and this but that's not what like John Favreau was doing when he made Iron Man he was like I (laughs) want to make Iron Man I want to make it good and then they're like hmm franchise potential they can feel it in the air Yeah. Yeah. And, and the way that Marvel did it well was by hiring directors who made interesting movies <laughs> right. and they cared about the shit they were doing. <laughs> then yeah. you want to keep going. You're like, yes, of course. Like I want to, I'm invested in these characters and this is so easy to do because people already love Scooby-Doo. Right. Scooby-Doo was literally my so first easy. word. It was my first <laughs> word that. as a human being speaking. <laughs> and like, so people <laughs> like it already. So like the idea of like, how can we make it modern? How can we fit into like this, this brand and making like, a Hanna-Barbera universe is not a bad idea, but no. you have to, like, it's like if, what if we made Iron Man, and he, but he was, like, a crime crime solver instead. We, he like, we did something different. Like, right. giving him a different role. Why aren't you, just solve a mystery. Solve a mystery. There are lots of <laughs> mysteries that happen There's in modern so day. Mysteries. People love true crime. Right. We are People so into true, true crime. crime. We are so like, into supernatural <laughs> shit. Like, as a society, why didn't they hone into that? If they, if the new movie was fucking, like, scooby-doo versus the mothman we would be fucking all (laughs) over it like it's so easy it's so simple and they just didn't give enough of a shit to care they were just like what what has a bunch of money bags tied to it the words superheroes and the words multiverse let's do that (laughs) well like they fucking like spun a wheel 
that crypto, crypto NFT, um, fucking streaming exclusive, fucking multi-universe synergy. And then they picked Scooby-Doo and then they fucking killed him live on screen. I like that I said crypto the super dog and in Adeline's brain, it was like, it was like, a, how can I relate this back? Cryptocurrency, uh, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Adeline loves cryptocurrency. I love it. I'm Adeline's all always I'm trying all, to get us to buy ooh. Ethereum. I'm in the forums. I'm just saying, I think this whole podcast should be an NFT. Mm. Just Did like you hear one, about that? like super long NFT. What? Did you hear about that restaurant in New York where you have to own an NFT to be able to get into it? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds proof. like maybe the last place on earth I would ever want to step like, foot in. You're like, Adeline, I don't want to eat dinner with any of you people. Yeah. Adeline, what's your favorite NFT that you have? My favorite NFT that I own personally. And how many Ethereum did you say. pay for it? Well, here's the thing. That's that's old. That's old currency. Oh, okay, okay. The new currency is actually Schmimbles. <laughs> Schmimbles. And it's a really long it's a really long acronym, so I won't I don't expect you okay. to like understand the dynamics of it, but yeah, they're called Schmimbles. Uh, and that's definitely the thing I said the first time too, is schmumbles. So, uh, yeah, so I spent about uh, 30 schmumbles. It's a lower, like, number. That's right. what's nice about it. Because, you know, it seemed a little braggy before it'd be like a thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I understand that because Ethereum, you're paying like 0.03 Ethereum for yeah. something. But, like, yeah, you know, exactly. if, you, if you broke and that it's, down, it's a, a little finite bit. amount. It's a finite amount. There's yeah. only so Once many schmumbles in the world. It. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I spent spent about uh, thirty schmumbles on I got an NFT of Scooby Doo, but it's like you know those like weird ass Disney X ray art where they do like half the X ray oh, where they're yeah. like the insides and the skeleton yeah. and the other side's yeah. regular, and you sit there and you look at it on a Tuesday afternoon and you go, why did somebody make this? I have one of those of Scooby Doo. <laughs> It's, uh, you, you can't see it, but I have it and I own it and it's an internet. That's my favorite NFT. I have another one. Uh, it's, it's really, really expensive one. This one's about a billion schmumbles. It's actually oh, Jeff Bezos' actual human skull. That's an NFT wow. and I own it. Yeah, no, I'm really excited <laughs> Jeff about it. So on the, human. on the blockchain, yeah, you, have, you have certified ownership of Jeff Bezos's cranium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's mm-hmm. awesome. That kicks ass. Yeah, I know, that's a lot of pull. I mean, I, get, I just walk into that restaurant and they're like, oh my God, do you want the filet like, mignon? Wow. Like, no yeah. questions asked. Do you want it some un- creme brulee? You unlock different levels of menu. Like, you walk mm-hmm. in, you're like, oh, yeah, a, what, a little you NFT of a little, little heart emoji. A little yeah, you can have burger and fries. But then Adeline <laughs> walks in, they're like, lobster, mm-hmm. caviar, champagne. It's they're crazy. just throwing it at me. Yeah. They just, they're so scared of my power. They don't understand. Yeah. And do you remember when they like NFTs were like first appearing and like everyone for the first time asked the question, why are these all so fucking ugly? Right. Because it was that fucking Among Us, the pink Among Us with like the Nike fucking shoes and they were like a million NFTs, who wants it? And it's like and nobody nobody wants that. Yeah. So but I do. Really it's probably like my third favorite NFT that I own. I own that one right. actually. Um That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh okay, so Scoob when it comes to Scoob, I think it's kind of fascinating. It it feels like murder mysteries are having an enormous moment right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, Knives Out is obviously kind of the catalyst. But before that, there was even Murder on the Orient Express and then only Murders in the Building. And now there's After Party. And now, like, this, mm-hmm. this like, thing keeps happening over and over again where we're making these whodunits. And it seems like this is something we're getting excited about. And it's almost like Scoob is, like, catching – it's, like, trying to catch the wave that has already come – 
even though there's a new big yeah. exciting wave that should be exactly yeah. what they ought to be trying to do, like coming this, just beyond I, the horizon. I just put the pieces together. This movie is post Knives Out. Like, there's fucking no right. excuse. But it wasn't like that we post. Like, it was in production before Knives Out. Yeah. Out. That's fair, but, like, still, like, how could you think that we wouldn't just want a murder mystery? (laughs) Like, why would you think that? This was, like, this is post-Marvel. The superhero market Mm -hmm. is so saturated. We're all kind of tired, unless you have something new to say. And don't get it twisted. They have fucking absolutely nothing new to say about (laughs) superheroes. Literally nothing new to say. So, like, why? I just don't even understand the, like, money-grabbing aspect of it. To, like, make something that you know that people would want. Instead, they made something that they knew that people were tired of. Like, I don't understand. I don't get the mindset. And then they did a bad job also. Like, it's just... So, I I would like to kind of roll through the plot of this movie. Because there are a lot of, like, uh little particular bits that I think are fun to touch on. So, Uh it it has been well documented that uh, Disney has a mandate where every, like, new animated movie they make, you have to make sure there's a scene at the beginning where the main character is a baby. Because (laughs) the iconography of baby Elsa or baby whatever... That's, like, a million extra dollars. ...is extremely valuable. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's been kind of dunked on in many different ways, (laughs) but but it is a real thing, and it Mm -hmm. doesn't bother me in Disney movies because... Like they they are usually using it in a specific and interesting way, right? It is a well. They're trying to story. tell you a part of the right. story. Right? You're like, yeah, here's it, baby it Moana. Sets up, yeah, like this is their character, and this is what is going. Like this is where they start, so you can see where they're going to end up. And I and think like, it's part of who they are, right? And I think that you know, even though I'm getting a little bit tired of like, you know, Disney's sort of like, you know animated family movie formula in a lot of ways right now mm-hmm. it is that is not the thing about it that bothers me the most in this movie mm-hmm. they uh there's this this movie tries so hard to have its cake and eat it too where it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. here's so we open with them as little kids and it's like the origin in the story year, like 2019 <laughs> yeah. because they have phones uh-huh. so that's a whole that's a whole thing don't even worry uh, about it and it's them like getting together it's like their origin story they all meet and they mm. they accidentally solve a mystery and they're like whoa we're good at this and it's like so much like oh we are trying to like prove our bona fides as like being really invested in Scooby-Doo and, like, knowing what people like about Scooby-Doo and engaging with the things yeah. that make Scooby-Doo important in this sequence, right? Like, it, it is a totally watchable little bit. Like, there's a lot of jokes in it that aren't funny, as is true with the rest mm-hmm. of the movie. But yeah. you know what? <laughs> I can forgive that because I'm like, okay, you know what? Sure. We're goofing around and having some fun. And they do the recreation of the original Scooby-Doo uh, fucking title sequence, yeah. which is not great, but it That's- seems like they're really bludgeoning you with like, but we get this. We understand that yeah. you really like Scooby-Doo and mm-hmm. we know it's important about it. And then they transition out of that to the main plot of the movie, 
Which is not, you never come back, and the things and the that happen. And the way that they fucking grease that wheel to just slide you into the, the goings-on yeah. of the movie, yeah. right into the main plot. The grease on the wheel is fucking Simon Cowell, <laughs> yeah. just to get you comfortable well, in the space. But I just, I'm trying to say that, like, they spent so much energy, like, being yeah. like, we get it, we understand. And then yeah. they spend the whole rest of the movie being like, it's a superhero movie about Dick Dastardly, and they're trying to find the three skulls of Cerberus, mm-hmm. or whatever. <laughs> So we can I unlock think. literal hell. <laughs> like, literal but hell. Also, like, literal hell. The opening sequence does, though, feel like there was some big wig like, at the top of the chain going, this is for parents. This is what parents think that Scooby-Doo this is, what the is parents like. Want. This right. is yeah. what older people think of Scooby-Doo. But we, we thought of something brand new for the kids. And the kids are going to love it. Right. So the parents will see that we started out like this. But now we're doing something new. And it's like so... Stupid. It's so stupid. I think it's like it's like literally like the biggest cock block of all time. Maybe that's <laughs> it true. is. But it's but it's I, like I, don't you love Scooby Doo? Don't you think it'd be so fun to do a little mystery? Just kidding. Oh, Simon so Cowell, sorry. idiot. It's Simon Cowell time, Simon, you dummy. Simon you fucking idiot. You're so dumb. You didn't you know. You wanted something Simon nice? Cowell. You don't deserve something nice. You, you deserve Simon, Simon Cowell, Cowell. again. You, you thought that was done in Trek Two. Here he is again. I can only us. I can only assume. Like I, it is hard for me to believe that a person in the world today could possibly expect that any child in America would know who Simon Cowell is anymore. Like <laughs> that was truly, on the brink of truly, being an outdated so reference true. when they did it in Shrek 2, right? It was like yeah. almost not funny anymore when they did almost it in Shrek not 2. Funny. Yeah. What I can made it only fun assume... with Shrek 2 was that it was like interactive. You like got to choose like I guess which I wasn't one. in the it was, like, movie. It was, it in was the, basically yeah, it was the a special DVD feature. extra. Yeah. It was not in yeah. the movie. That it is was, an important point. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. It was a fun little it was like far, far away idol, and so like you could choose which person you wanted right. to be. And this was like before there were any like singing games right. like for the Wii mm. or whatever. Like that was that's that was pretty new when that came out. So it was like, oh, this is so fun. It's like I get to be Gingy or I get to whoever. <laughs> right. And then Simon Cowell would be there. But it was just like a little bit. It right. wasn't part of the movie. It and was I, not real. part of yeah. it. I can only assume. I hope to God this is the truth that like it makes sense to me if if this was Gordon Ramsay no problems. That makes all the sense mm, in the world, yeah. right? People know he is a famously is. rude man who goes around mm-hmm. helping people's small businesses publicly, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if they were like, Gordon Ramsay's gonna come try to help soup up our, our business. Like, it's yeah. a little bit of a reach, but you know what? Gordon Ramsay is still a relevant pop culture figure. People talk about we Gordon still Ramsay know who still. The fuck he is. It makes a yeah. little bit more sense that he might be doing this. Like, it's a little bit of a reach, but it's like, you know what? Fine. I can only assume they asked Gordon Ramsay, he said no, and they were like, fuck, we built our whole movie <laughs> around this. Like, is there some like man. close analog to Gordon Ramsay we could get? And they're like, Simon Cowell? They should have gotten fucking, like, Guy Fieri. Like, we are always memeing on Guy Fieri. That would have worked, and that would have fit the vibe. Well, Well, I think, I genuinely think... a famously cantankerous man? Yeah. Like, I can't even... That's, like, literally the only two that I can think of. Simon Cowell, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, like... I don't know. And... It it speaks to it's weird that Simon Cowell doesn't look anything like any of the other characters. 
He yeah. he is like weirdly like the rest of well them are sculpted, and he's a man. Yeah. yeah, and like it just looks horrible. And he's saying it jokes that are not funny. None of the jokes in this movie are funny. None there of are them a are lot funny. of them no. where you're like, on paper, I kind of get why this might be funny. If I read this in a script, I'd be like, that was pretty funny. But like in execution, they managed to not be funny the timing at all. And the delivery are so off and so bad Ugh. that anything that could possibly be a joke is just like smothered in front of you. It's terrible. <laughs> and, and like, it's. It, I mean, I was going back to, like, talking about, like, the beginning of this movie where it feels like they, like, had a had a thing to do with Scooby-Doo. I think if this movie started at, on Halloween when they help Scabby, Scabby, Shaggy and Scooby, I'm just gonna call him Scabby. Scabby, yeah, Scabby. Help Scabby get their candy back, <laughs> then I would agree with you. But the fact that we have ten, like, entire fucking minutes of just, like, young Shaggy... Yeah. listening to the most outdated jokes <laughs> and then getting his stupid dog after being like, I have depression. Nobody's <laughs> my friend. I'm so weird. Nobody likes my sandwiches. Oh my God, a dog? What's your name? Snacks? No, not snacks. What if yeah. it, could it possibly be? Oh, if only heaven above, if only it was Scooby. And then it is. And you're like, I just want to fucking die. I want to die right here and lay down on the ground and die. Like, it's it's so, it's so like corporate. Well, we have to show how they get together. We have to have an origin story. I got to know how Captain Jack Sparrow. Synergy. Yeah. I got to know how like, Captain Jack Sparrow got the beads in his hair. That's important to me. We've gone four yeah, whole movies and nobody's ever told grow? me where the beads came from. And it's just yeah. fucking it's like, like it's, it's just never fun nothing. or interesting. It's like no. And, it's or not. if it is, like you, we don't even categorize it as that because it's just like an integral part of the story at that point. Like we mm. don't even recognize when it is done well because it's it shouldn't be like oh um you know how we can tell that this is a younger Shaggy is he's wearing the exact same outfit he has the exact <laughs> same haircut. Mm-hmm. What do we know about Shaggy? He likes food. What if he doesn't have any friends who eat food with him? Wouldn't that be so sad? <laughs> well, that's that be it. So sad. That's it. Wouldn't like they don't so do sad? anything to like. Like expand on who Shaggy is as a character, like, I like, as silly as that sounds. Like, but the live action movies do it. The older animated movies do it. Like the new TV shows do it. So why wouldn't you try and do this here? I just like. Yeah. I don't, what do we know about Shaggy? He likes snacks. He wears green. That's <laughs> it. He says zoinks. Zoinks. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's like it's the. I I totally lost my thought that I was gonna have. Damn it. I hate this movie. I hate being here. I don't know. And it's this weird thing where it's like the, the, like you move into the present and like the main like thematic thrust of this movie is like, oh, Shaggy feels useless. And like everybody else has something to do except for him. Like what's his role in this world? And like he, he doesn't feel like he fits in with anybody. And it just doesn't have anything to do with anything else that happens in the movie. Like That's going on? It, it, yeah. Like, I don't know. They meet the Blue Falcon, who's played by Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> and he's like some other superhero's <laughs> large adult son who's a doofus. And on paper, that's hilarious. That should be so I'm funny. funny. I'm, I'm, it should be. On paper, we that's so We get Mark funny. Wahlberg, America's greatest hero who could have stopped 9-11. Uh, he could have stopped it. He could have stopped this movie, too. But chose not to, I guess. 
Um, and and no, like that sounds funny. If you described it to me, you'd be like, "That's really funny. That's a good idea." <laughs> and it never is funny. And Ken Jung is, is playing Dino Mutt, who's like more competent. <laughs> And then there's some other lady there who's, like, even more competent so she can look down her nose at all the men and be like, oh, oh, boys. And, like... Well, and the fact that 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 the whole way that that character is literally... I talked about in the other podcast, too. Like, she is so clearly just, like, corporate representation of we need a black woman here, so we got one. But she's always the only competent one. She's right. always the one only doing shit while everybody else is an idiot. And it's supposed to be, like, empowering. Like, oh, look at the girl. She knows what's going on. But it just feels, like, fucking exhausting. Because yeah. it doesn't feel like the characters are mistreating her. It feels like the movie is mistreating her. So it's just, like, yeah, it's no. bad. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah, strong, competent female characters looking down their nose and rolling their eyes and being like, oh, boys, am I right? It's like, yeah. not the way, not the bit, it's not the bit. It's not a statement for the children. Yeah. I know. It's just like mm-hmm. that fake feminism that's like, ugh, men, they can't <laughs> right. do right. anything. Yeah. And you're like, how is that actually beneficial to our company? Isn't it Make crazy? Him do that actually do Make anything. him do it. God. Isn't it crazy that girls rule and boys drool? audience oh my God. <laughs> like, that's what they hey, say they're always to Jupiter and what do they do mm-hmm. they don't they don't get less stupid <laughs> 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 but it's just stupid like it's all like everything like I could think of a thousand different things that they could have done to make this like a cool fun fresh take on Scooby-Doo that does mm-hmm. challenge like the old outdated kind of like like gender stereotypes that each role person had like Mm. make it feel more inclusive and it'd be still fun like it's just crazy to me that like it just feels so much like they put this movie through an ai and was like make a a scooby-doo movie make it and and make it for 2020 make it for the, the kids in 2020 and they were like um, uh, uh, celebrity guest appearance. And, what if um, Velma yeah. said incredible when she yeah. figured something out? Yeah, Velma because is she's Latina now. Velma. She's Latina. Guys, she's Latina. Do, don't like, you feel represented? Yeah, like, what a great just, way to usher in Latino representation is by, like, shoehorning it into this movie. Gina Rodriguez. Wow, yeah. such a good idea. Gina Rodriguez, I mean, who loves saying the N-word so much. And oh she God. gets to be the champion of Scoob. And the fact that it's such, like, a throwaway, like, it's shoehorned is a perfect word. It feels so unnatural. It doesn't feel like a Spanish-speaking person speaking Spanish right. in their regular language. It yeah, feels it's like, like Dora. you have it to say like a Spanish Dora word here. to teach you Spanish. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a gun to your head to say a Spanish word somewhere now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's yeah. nothing. It's Hola, horrible. soy Velma. <laughs> yeah. Soy Velma. I hate Will Forte in this movie. I hate him in this He's movie. He's doing the worst job. I, Will Forte is so good. We, it's, uh, and I we were just love texting. Will Forte. We love Will Forte. Keisha and I were just texting about how much we missed Last Man on Earth, and it was a crime that it got canceled, and I'm, it did. I'm mad at all of you. I'm, I'm mad at every single one of you for not watching The Last Man yes. on Earth. More people should have been watching it. We're never going to get a conclusion to no, it. I think that happen. Will Forte was one of the most underrated members of the SNL cast, mm. like from the, like, like, uh, Kristen Wiig and yeah, Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg. Everybody yeah. was on, on SNL. Yeah. Like, there's, there's this video. I'm telling everyone, go right now. <laughs> You've got to watch this. Maybe after this podcast is done. But... There's a vid- like a song that Will Forte sang about 
whip like women's month and it's maybe the funniest <laughs> thing I've that. ever heard in my entire life. And it has 30,000 views on YouTube. 30,000! <laughs> right. And it's on SN, like the SNL YouTube page. Right. It's the mm-hmm. funniest song ever. And I have it in my, in my brain all the time. People should be respecting Will Forte. But if they see Will Forte in this movie, they're not going to. Yes. Yeah. He's doing like the worst <laughs> shaggy voice. I still haven't seen. Yeah. I still haven't seen MacGruber. I've heard exciting things about MacGruber, and I want to get around to it. But like, I don't know. His shaggy voice in this is just like, I don't know. It's it sounds this like a weird celebrity, celebrity to cast. Do yeah. Yeah. And like, it's not like Shaggy's a hard voice to do. <laughs> like, no. And it it is weird that Will Forte got the gig. It seems like you could have asked any comedian on the planet. To just mm-hmm. do Shaggy, and they probably or you could. could Matthew or you could, you could give Matthew, Matthew Lillard. Lillard. I'm sure. I mean, look, you gotta get. And it's weird too because, like, there are so many. I mean, not that they're like A-list celebrities, but there are so many like names that you might recognize who yeah. like have done mm-hmm. the Scooby Doo over the years, and like. Will Forte is not like he's like an A-list celebrity that you gotta like push everybody yeah, like, else out oh, of the yeah. way for. Like we could get Will Forte in this. Like <laughs> get, yeah, fuck everybody. Get everybody else. out. Yeah. Clear everything. Start over. Rewrite for Will yeah. Forte. Like Matthew. I would argue that Matthew Lillard is probably a little bit more recognizable to the average man than Will Forte and is. And it just doesn't like, even make sense. It's so confusing yeah. because Matthew Lillard is still very consistently doing Shaggy, like yeah. in yeah. a lot of the cartoons still. And like, he, it's not, yeah, he's not obscure. He's done lots of things. He was like doing Good Girls at the time, so yeah. like people were watching him still. So it just doesn't. It's so confusing to me right. that they well, were and like, it's not like we're, we're recasting all of them. So yeah, yeah, yeah people it, know Matthew Lillard as good. Yeah, it's not yeah. like some only only the mega nerds are gonna know who that is. It's like no, we all fucking know. It's like saying that someone who likes Star Wars is a nerd. It's like no, you're just a person. If yeah. you like Scooby Doo, you're just a person. We all know this iconography. Like to just pretend that we don't is so stupid. I just watched. Like, I just watched the, Scream for the first time the other day. Matthew Lillard's mm. so fucking good in that. He's so oh my good. god, that movie was so much better than I was expecting it to be. I was like, "Scream!" No, I don't really know. I guess movie. I was like, "Oh fuck! <laughs> oh, this kicks ass! This rules!" Yeah, it's so good. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Like it, it doesn't. It does feel so like just not right. Like it's not good. Like I don't understand why Will Forte was the choice, <laughs> other than like they were like, "Isn't it fun that we got all these actors to right. kind of be." The gang. We got Zach Efron. Zach Efron. And like, you know, and like Zach Efron, I get. You're like, oh, we could get Zach yeah, Efron as we could get Zach Efron as Fred. Like clear awesome. the runway. Like, let's do it. Let's make yeah. that happen. Let's do whatever we have to do to make that happen. I think it's a miracle that Zendaya is not in this movie. I think it is a miracle. <laughs> yeah, they missed her just by just, just by a by little bit. Much. Like seriously, <laughs> I think if this movie was like a year later in production and Zendaya would be Daphne, like there's right. no way in fucking hell that she wouldn't yeah. be. Who's, she can still be a redhead, baby. Doesn't, she can still be a redhead. Doesn't uh, uh, who is it that plays Wonder Woman in Space Jam? Wasn't that somebody obnoxious? It wasn't Zendaya, was it? No, because no. she was she was the bunny. She was the girl. Oh, that's right. That's Lola. right. That's her name. Uh, oh, it was Rosario Dawson. That's right. That was so fucking funny. Oh. Yeah, I forgot. That's what I was thinking of. Zendaya being Lola mm-hmm. Bunny. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. and that's another one. Amanda Seyfried is not exactly a household name. Like, you know, she's a very mm-hmm. beautiful actress, and I kind of get the casting. But like, you know, yeah, if you're trying to do was, like an all-star yeah. cast, it's like 
I don't know. Like, I almost, like, Zendaya as Daphne almost makes more sense to me. I don't know. Oh, it makes complete yeah. sense. Well, it make that's what I don't get about this movie. Like, if they are upfront corporate garbage, but, like, they do it ineffectively. They are bad at being corporate garbage right. because this movie did so poorly <laughs> that they can't make another one. Like, you yeah. fucked up. Kids' yeah. movies get so much money automatically because kids will see anything because we need to get them out of the fucking house like now like kids movies make so much money and like you they're like so many slam dunks but then they do them all poorly they don't understand what the people want they don't understand like what they're doing so like yeah zendaya makes way more sense having the guy that plays shaggy makes way more sense but even from that like corporate cynical angle it makes way more sense and they still didn't fucking Mm -hmm. do it they just didn't know how to make a movie (laughs) shuffled will forte in there and they just yeah Yeah, seriously do you think that if this movie came out and it wasn't the pandemic, that we like Scoob Doo would be coming out in twenty twenty three or something Scoob like Doo? that. Scoob Doo. Scoob Doo. Scoob Doo. Scoob Doo. Fuck, that would be so funny. That's actually a good idea. Scoob Doo, like Scooby Doo. Yeah, exactly. Scooby Doo. Fuck, that's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, it's hard to say because like. I don't know what their expectations were for it. When you make a decision yeah. to release th- something on video on demand in like May of the pandemic, it seems like mm-hmm. that is a move that you only do when you do not have a lot of confidence in your product. Like, yeah, but it was also yeah. like people were scrambling yeah. in May of 2020. Oh, yeah. Like they well, didn't know think, what to do. Well, I'm thinking of like Paw Patrol how much advertising went into you can watch pa- the Paw Patrol movie and we all know how we feel mm. about the Paw Patrol movie. That That's like corporate garbage done. That's corporate garbage <laughs> done correctly where they like knew what people wanted and just did that by the book and it like right. turned out okay. Like that's like, like that's what Scoop should have been. But they didn't do any of that. And I understand it's during the pandemic and they're scrambling, but they weren't like kids trapped at home. Mm. Kids, you have to watch a movie. I'm sure you're just watching some Disney movie. You're just watching Frozen 2 over and over and over again all day long. What if you put on Scoob Kids? All your friends are here. Like they totally could have advertised it and pushed for it and I think gotten the numbers that they wanted. But I think Mm. an element of it is we know this is bad and we don't want you to watch it. (laughs) Like it's. It's, it's just like, like they we, did it like to we, themselves. Yeah. yeah, we don't live in a vacuum. Like, we'll never have proof if people would have watched Tiger King without the pandemic happening. Right. But they probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have because Tiger <laughs> King season two came out. And, and literally nobody watched it. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And it's this weird thing. It's like, you know, at that time in the pandemic, it, it's so weird to think back on because you're like, there was still like a weird novelty to it at that point, you know? Yeah. Like, it was, yeah. it was like, scary, like, but it was it like... silly how we have to disinfect all of our groceries yeah. and like... Yeah, uh, we can't. That we can't buy toilet paper. So fine. Right, and, and it's like all this weird stuff that we were doing. That like at this point is not. E- it's not even like a we don't care enough anymore. It's more like a I don't think we ever really needed to be doing any of that. Like, yeah, we figured that, out that we didn't need to be doing that. Uh, yeah, but like it, it's just this thing where like it like movie studios weren't releasing their exciting movies on video demand like that, right? Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there were there were movies that they were, like, absolutely dumping because they knew that it probably wouldn't make money under normal circumstances, so they could turn it into a weird publicity stunt, you know? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Trolls World Isn't Tour, like this. 
And then there were a lot of movies that had, like, just come out in theaters, like, three weeks before that they were just kind of trying to cut their losses on, you know? They're mm-hmm. like, oh, you can yeah. still watch it here. Like, oh, whoops. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. But, like, Invisible you know. Invisible Man. Good movie. Invisible Man. There he is. Uh, uh, and, like, you know, there. I'm trying to think of what other movies there were. Because it was Trolls World Tour, I know, is a big one. Yeah. Uh, uh, Emma. <laughs> Whatever studio mm-hmm. that was, that they were like, and you Taylor Joy in Emma, your favorite Jane Austen adaptation. That was like yeah. one of the big and ones. And also, it was before Queen's Gambit, so people weren't like, right. they were like, who as what? <laughs> right, Great. yeah. Cool. Uh, well, and I think thinking about like Trolls World Tour, just like comparing it to similar movies at the time, like they definitely, like thinking about the cultural impact that Trolls had trolls 2 had just as much i would say like when i walk down the store i see trolls 2 merch everywhere like it's Mm -hmm. like obviously they got kids to watch it and i think part of that was advertising being like hey kids i know you're just watching frozen 2 on loop what if you watch trolls world tour on loop like it's told like they do they knew how to be a corporate windbag and this movie doesn't know how to do that i'm looking at i'm I'm tired looking at 2020 movies i'm trying to remember because we didn't it feels like i don't know it was this weird thing where, like, uh, uh, there were a lot of movies that were coming out, like, on video on demand for, like, a minute. And then they mm-hmm. were like, maybe the better move is just to put things on streaming services, mm-hmm. uh, like, for free instead. Or maybe, like, you know. Uh, and there were a lot of movies. Oh, Wonder Woman 1984. Right. That sort of, <laughs> yeah. like, ruined the film industry in a weird way. I mean, not really, but, like, ruined, yeah, but like, like it made box office weird. numbers for, for the next, like, year, two years, maybe. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it was just a fascinating thing, and, like, it, and we're just never, I don't know, we're just never going to know. We're never going to know, like, if it would have performed well or, like, if yeah. that was the best option or or any of these things. And so we're just going to have to be like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It was weird for sure. I think we have to go with, aren't we lucky that it didn't? Isn't it nice <laughs> right. that it didn't? Yeah, fair enough. Like, I do think that that's like a good signifier that like children's movies deserve to be good. Like, right. yeah. And it's, and it's not like this is normal for children's like movies mm-hmm. right like, there are a lot of good quality ones that have like excellent themes good characters mm-hmm. like cool visuals even the ones that we shit on like usually yeah. have at least like yeah. some amount of heart and soul to them have mm-hmm. some amount of something to say this movie just fucking doesn't the moral of the story is that shag and scooby are friends still that's the entire <laughs> right. moral of the story we don't learn anything our children are learning nothing from right. this film yeah. there's no christian values here <laughs> there's nothing oh oh like the fucking david copperfield I, that was the other one i was searching for david copperfield is the other big oh, 20 dollars oh. rental that's a good flick i did want to i did want to watch that and i didn't was it good yeah it's good totally good that makes armando yanucci okay. it was also I would love, like, I can't wait for sociologists in the future to, like, examine why, like, it was such a huge hurdle for people to, like, pull the plug on renting a $20, $30 movie. <laughs> right. Because they're like, that's ridiculous. But it's like, if you'd gone out into the theaters, right, you'd yeah. pay $45 exactly. and then you'd spend $50 on popcorn. But it's like, I was like, 
30 bucks. Like, I'll just well, wait. Well, like, in yeah. my own fucking house on my shitty TV, yeah. like, I did, that's, that, that's what it was for me. It's two, yeah. it's two things. It's you're assuming that more than one person is watching this movie, which they might not mm-hmm. be. And when I go to a theater and I'm paying that large sum, I am paying for the experience and, and for yeah, the quality. Cool, I'm paying for the quality of the cool TV and the nice chairs and the fucking, like, going to the theater experience yeah. so me sitting and watching it on my computer is not worth that amount of money to right. me it's going into yeah, the theater is worth that amount of money to me my but, like, family we I, rented freaky like that was oh, like yeah. our thing it was really good but it was rules. just like it was really fun but i think part of it was just like i'm watching something new that yeah. like mm-hmm. feels like different and it's and i like i made popcorn for myself and i it was nice and like right yeah there were three of us watching so i that's, what mm, seven bucks a person i had a, a drive-in theater uh in salt lake city when i moved out here that <gasps> summer yeah uh and Cause it tenet- was yeah there was a brief moment that summer where they were trying a few theatrical movies. So that was when I got to see, I saw three movies. I saw David Copperfield at the drive-in, I saw New Mutants, and I saw Tenet. Those were like the three movies that was like getting me back in the theater, quote-unquote, by which I mean buying a ticket Mm -hmm. for the drive-in theater and seeing it with some buds. And like... It and I was like, ex- I was like ready. I was like, this is the way we're gonna do it. That's totally fine with me. Keep coming out with movies. Like I'll watch them, and uh, like I'll mm-hmm. go to this drive-in theater. And they just didn't. I, I guess it just didn't work. There was like a month yeah. where they were like, "Will you watch the new Bill and Ted movie if we release it?" And people were like, "No," and yeah. they were like, "Okay, fine, we'll wait then." And it just didn't ever happen yeah, until until way later. Happening. Yeah. Like the the box office distribution is so different now. It's like, wild. People mm-hmm. really are only going to see what they want to see. Like mm-hmm. their top number one because it just doesn't feel worth it or whatever. But it's so crazy. Like looking at um, West Side Story numbers versus right. like No Way Home numbers yeah. is so depressing mm-hmm. to me. It's, it's awful. so sad. It's horrible. And I like No Way Home. Like it was a good movie. Yeah. But I'm like. There are other movies out there that exist that aren't. But it's not. Yeah, it's a great movie, but it's not six times better than West Side Story. Like, come on. Yeah. West Side Story directed by Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. Like. I want to do West Side Story on the show for a freebie someday because I love that movie so goddamn much. I am so amped about West Side Story. That's what I want to win Best Picture this year. That would be good. I would love that. That's what I was was talking about that with my dad yesterday. And we agree. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh. (laughs) See, just to steer us back yeah. to Scoob, yeah, sorry. like, you said that you wanted to go through the plot points of it, and then we didn't, yeah. so here's well, I the also, thing. Is, go ahead, sorry. Okay. Well, it's just that going through, like, the what fucking happens in that movie is because, like, they try to make it so that the conflict that splits up the mystery crew is, like, keeps happening, and that's, like, mm-hmm. what we're going to resolve, and, like, that's what breaks up Scoob and Shaggy also is that same problem right. when it happens again. Yeah. But that's, like, not what happens and it doesn't make any sense why the mystery crew even split up so simon cowell shows up and he's like y'all work except he sounds like this he's southern apparently he's like y'all work except for them two and so they get they're like well fuck you simon cowell and they leave and the rest of the team is like well we don't agree with simon cowell yeah. And they're yeah. like, well, fuck you still, though, I guess. And then they're broken up then. And you're like, okay, this doesn't feel like anything. And then they get kidnapped by the Blue Falcon. 
And then they're like, okay, so Shaggy's important, but you're not important. And Shaggy's like, oh no, this is like what happened before, but it's not really because that didn't really happen before. Right. And so mm-hmm. then they're like, well, so you gotta pick either being important or being my friend, which is a shitty thing to do. Uh-huh. And it's also shitty to go do this thing instead of being your friend. So they're both yeah. in the wrong. Yeah. And then they just make up, I guess. Like that's the whole that's the whole thing. That's the whole film. It's so it's nothing. It's nothing. And I also like considering that this is like an adaptation of Scooby Doo and it's like the beginning of this like proposed Hanna Barbera cinematic universe. And like mm-hmm. it 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 has this animation style that I think mm-hmm. is it, like, looks pretty nice. Like, I certainly yeah. prefer it to, like, the most basic, like, DreamWorks. Like, it's got a little bit of a of a, of a hook to it visually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of hard to describe, but it feels like something. But it is absolutely not deserving of the ridiculous cartoon sound effects they put in all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's a mm-hmm. pretty straightforward, pretty rigid, physically, animation style. And yeah, like, I just think of, like, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and how yeah. fluid those models are mm-hmm. and how much, like, goofiness they can get away with inside of that art style. And, like, do yeah. something like that if you're going to use those sound effects. Yeah. Don't make this, like, weird, like, Coco Melon, realistic but cartoony, like, human people yeah. thing. Like, it's just, it doesn't work. Yeah, it's like they're trying really hard. I mean, it's that total thing I keep talking about where they're trying simultaneously to be like, we get this, mm-hmm. we know what's cool about it, while also, like, totally not understanding any of it. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, it's cartoony, yeah. it's just like the olden days, we're gonna use the sound effects, but the visual style is, like, totally vanilla and, like, not yeah. not especially expressive in any meaningful way. They're just trying to evoke the same mm-hmm. feelings by using those same goofy sound effects. Mm-hmm. And, it's like, because just... the, the fact of the matter is, like, it's so much more expensive to, like, do old school, like, yeah. more cartoony, like, because a lot of where that, like, natural expression came from is from, like, different artists doing different styles, like, frame mm-hmm. by frame. Right. And, like, that's something that, like, Steven Hillenberg was always really, like, this is important to me and, like, I want to honor and cherish this in my art style and, mm-hmm. like, in my television mm-hmm. show. But, like, that's not necessarily the like the medium like the that we're working in right now so Mm -hmm. it's so strange to like try and like fit this like square into this round peg and be like yeah doesn't it feel like it doesn't it feel the same right you think well this is a a weird squiggle sound (laughs) this is a weird conversation that's been going on so talking about steven universe on the internet is like opening up a can of worms but one of the cool things about Steven Universe is that you can, like, kind of tell which animator is working on each episode because you can see their style. Like, the characters mm-hmm. look different within the set models, and it's super cool to watch. And tweens on the internet will try to tell you that it's bad and cheap, but it's not. It's cool and good. Yeah. But that's what I, like, that's what makes a lot of those things, like, so cool and interesting is being able to see the person who's made it, their artistic intent mm-hmm. within the thing that they're making, even when there is a set model of how that character is supposed yeah. to look, like the little changes that they can make that show their artistic style, is so cool and interesting and fun to look at. And then to take that, th- this is one of the problems with 3D, not one of the problems, but one of the differences with 3D animation is that there is really no going outside of that model, really. Mm-hmm. Like, you can animate it differently, but you can't 
changed that yeah. model really like, like you have to so find like, expressiveness out like in a different format right exactly yeah which is and, and it's when possible. this movie like, isn't trying to it, do that yeah, yeah we've mm-hmm. seen it happen over and over again but you have to be like claudia with the creative. chance of meatballs is the perfect example <laughs> of that of like taking yeah. that 3d animation and making it loose and expressive and like getting people a chance to like show off their own mm. style and like what they're doing yeah. with the way that he moves like that's totally something and this but you movie can't just be isn't lazy. trying to do that you, you can't be lazy be creative. and this movie yeah. is, not, is not creative it's lazy mm. <laughs> it's just oh, this movie just fucking sucks it was made by a bunch of robots it was made by a bunch of chimpanzees <laughs> typing yeah. And then eventually they got this, and they were like, let's not edit it at all. It's let's like, just go. It's like, you know, in Space Jam, A New Legacy, where it's like, we trained an algorithm to make a whole movie that has LeBron, uh, has LeBron James in it. This is that movie. It's Harry Potter. Except this it was yeah. Simon Cowell. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, uh, it's, I'm, trying, I'm trying not to be mean to the people who, like, worked years on this movie or whatever. But it's just, it feels like, why would you sign on to do Scooby-Doo? Because you love Scooby. So you're gonna be like, you yeah, I'll do Scooby, Scoo. right? And it just feels like they got cheated because it does. Like, it feels we like they hate got fucked this over because yeah. of the big corporate overlords that made it bad, and they were like, "This is what makes movies good. This is what the kids like these right. days," and it made it mm-hmm. bad. And so, like, I'm just saying, I don't hate you, Will Forte, and I don't hate you, <laughs> random animators that worked for three years yeah, on this movie. It did tr- we can truly feel the gun that was up against your head while you were making this. It shows. I blame Warner Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> I blame them. Well, and it's like, yeah, it's like it's hard. I, whenever we talk about, like, movies, like, I hate it when we just, like, kind of attribute a movie to one person. I hate when the, I, the mm-hmm. people who like pirate movies and stuff, I've had this conversation with friends before, where they're like, well, fuck Disney, so I'm gonna pirate the movie. I'm like, you're screwing over, like, a thousand people that worked on that film. Right. It's so many people. And it's just, it makes me mad. And just, like, to, um, for the artistic side of it, too, to be like, Steven Spielberg made mm-hmm. that. And it's like, well, no, like, 10,000 people made that. Right. And he was just in charge of it. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's important to say it. It's like, we're not mad at the end. Like, we recognize that a bunch of people made this. But it's it was truly a small group of people mm-hmm. that ruined it. And right. you can feel that in the movie. <laughs> well, yeah, and the reason that, you know, we talked about this the last time we covered this movie. But, like, the reason... That the the title is Scoob, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is hilariously it's a so bad. Idea. Yeah, it was the ri- original pitch was like, oh, the idea is like the Mystery Incorporated are like going corporate. They like get bought out by a larger company mm-hmm. and they have to like fit into this whole thing. And the plot is about them. You know, they have a mystery to solve, but like the plot is about them like trying to figure out whether they want to like enjoy the the you know the resources that come with being a part of a bigger, larger thing, but being controlled and restricted yeah. in a lot of ways, or do they want to continue mm-hmm. to be their own independent thing? Which is uh, super interesting. That's a fucking great yeah, Scooby Doo pitch. Like so, yeah. basically, and it's called just go Scoob. watch BuzzFeed Unsolved it's- because they're making their own mystery solving thing because BuzzFeed was screwing them yeah. over. So that's you just should- reality for them. So- yeah. Subscribe watch. to Watcher. Yeah. I'm literally wearing their merchandise right now. Yeah. But, uh, They're trying to get away from their corporate overlords. Help them. But it's called Scoob because the original idea yeah. was that it was an acronym. It was S-C-O-O-B because that would be like their mm. new corporate like moniker. Because uh, everything's acronyms. That's I don't know why yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like the shorthand for corporatism is like things are acronyms, but I don't know. It things is. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, NFT. A- we did NFT. It. There you go. Yeah, um, acronyms exist in a lot of places, though, like medically, and <laughs> FBI. FBI. Yeah, just because it's LOL. easier to say letters OMG. than L words. 
Yeah, LOL. Well, uh, and yeah, it's just like, I don't know. And it's, it just feels like such yeah, a big it's deal that like. Cosmically ironic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's just so bad. It's just so bad, it's you so guys. It's so bad. It's so and bad. It's not funny. Like, it's, uh, it's never funny. It's not and funny. And then, okay, okay. So they go to the fucking uh, uh, caveman world because they're yeah. looking for the yeah. skulls of Cerberus, mm-hmm. which Don't which is also just it. like, huh? Yeah, like, like what? Yeah. Like huh? why are they introducing so many weird mystical elements to this? Because yeah, it's, like, a, why it's would a, you, a why would you make Scooby Doo the launch point for that? It doesn't. It's so confusing. And, like it, it yeah. doesn't. It's just the thing where they Naturally. turn it into a like MacGuffin action movie, which doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And, yeah. But they go to Caveman World and they meet Captain Caveman, which is kind of fun. But it, Captain Caveman is played by Tracy Morgan, which feels it's just yeah. so many layers. It feels it's extremely bad. racist to me. Like I can't put my yeah. finger on exactly why, but it does not feel right yeah. at all. It feels like, so bad. Like any any way you look at it, it's just bad. <laughs> like you can look at it from the angle of why is that character, why is the caveman white, and that's an angle, and you have the other angle of why is he playing a Neanderthal. <laughs> And he's like one of the only black yeah. people here. It's bad. It's not good. And like, oh yeah. my god. And it's this weird they, thing they where goof. it's like, if they're really trying to set up this Hanna Barbera universe, like, why are they going for Captain Caveman? As if yeah. there's not another Hanna Barbera caveman, caveman IP yeah. that you might be interested <laughs> in using. Like, I mean, I know that, that they're saving it before, for later, but like, whose cereal is the like most popular cereal <laughs> on the planet that we all know and love? And like, oh, I know they're probably saving it for later, but shouldn't you be steering away from caveman stuff if you've got a big caveman ace up your sleeve later? Because then you're just gonna get us all fucking confused. Yeah. About this race of cavemen, <laughs> what is that? Yeah, the cavemen Avengers. And then There's what they should have done, if I were case. writing it, I would have made it much better. I would have had it all be exactly the same. But then at the end, they'll be like, "Oh, did, or the post-credit scene would be like, they're mm-hmm. the cavemen are all like, oh man, that guy really whipped our butts,' and be like, "Yeah, man, this wouldn't have happened." if we had our ace in the hole and it like zoomed past somebody's <laughs> head and then behind them you like out from behind the cave you just see a bowling ball go down a, yeah bowling yeah. ball and you see his little little toes his yeah. little toes going through and then it pans up and it's like that's okay oh that's okay next time I'll be there <laughs> something like or that or just like yabba dabba do you know who you're talking to <laughs> Uh, and then the next movie is called Yabba Y A B B A. Yeah. And then at the end, they're like, "Oh, we're opening this portal to hell." And okay, for it's also weird that they use Dick Dastardly as the villain, but they keep Muttley out of it the whole movie until yeah, the very until end. The end of the movie. Because the whole yeah. bit with Dick Dastardly is that he does stupid things, and then Muttley makes fun of him. And yeah. like if Muttley's not there, it's just like a setup without a punchline. Like it's not interesting. Why, why is there so much robot abuse in this movie? And why is it like genuinely uncomfortable? Like I feel like is that's it just true me? to the Hanna Barbera brand, though. Like they had robot like maids and stuff. <laughs> but it's like it genuinely makes me uncomfortable when he like rips the guy's head off and puts the vacuum on it, and he's like cowering, and you're like, this is kind of disturbing a little bit. Like in front of all the other robots, and the movie's just like, isn't that funny? And I'm like, this is kind yeah. of fucked up. Maybe, Steve. Have you why ever are you doing Matrix this? Four? 
You ever heard <laughs> you that? You watched a little movie rights? called The Matrix Four. Yeah, it's just it does it's weird. It's weird that they threw that in there. The writers wanted to see that because <laughs> the true. writers are perverts. Yeah, that's yeah, a joke. I think oh, Dan, that's it's, that's, it's that's from the Patreon. Damn it. <laughs> that's a reference to a things. joke we were talking about on an episode that'll come out on the Patreon in two days. If you want to know what that joke was about, you gotta subscribe to the Patreon and wait two days. <laughs> <laughs> for new year you're the tiger yeah. baby exactly uh, 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 and then at the end they're like trying to open the portal to hell and then they're like mm-hmm. uh, but in order to close it because Muttley's trapped in hell <laughs> Muttley's trapped he in hell trapped the entirety hell. of this movie so Dick Dastardly uh, gets in there talk about that it's and, so stupid and, <laughs> and saves him and then they're like we have to close the portal to hell but the only way to do it is to have somebody be on the other side so Shaggy's like, I'm going to sacrifice myself because I... It's so out of pocket. Because I now understand that I'm valuable, so that's why I'm volunteering to kill myself, I guess. And listen, listen, listen. Animal rights. Yeah. That is a human man, (laughs) though. And that is a dog. And I understand that it's a hard choice, but at the end of the yeah. day, Scooby's got what, like but four years left in him? Dog. How old is he? Like 12? I think he's a talking we, dog. We don't know what the <laughs> age range of a talking dog is. I guess is. that's fair, but like, but like, it is a human man. <laughs> with the- he might not even be. Who's to say? Well, so if dogs go to hell in this universe, do they also go to heaven, or do they only go to hell? Dogs only go to hell in Scoobland. Dogs only go to hell in Scoobland? Yeah. Uh, Well, they they earned it. They earned their way. So Shaggy kills Mm. himself uh, in hell. Yeah. He he walks backwards into hell. And and he chooses violence. So then it's we're like all. Us. It's like in that that scene in Us when the kid walks backwards into, <laughs> into the, the fire. fire. <laughs> it's Shaggy played by Will Forte. Uh, oh goddamn! And so they're like, oh no, Shaggy's dead forever, and we're all very sad. So, and Scooby Doo cries. All yeah, we're all crying because Shaggy's dead forever, he's in, and he did and he's that in hell, and he's stuck he did that hell. for a real reason, a real reason that's emotionally compelling. And he did that. Aren't you sad? And, and then they're like, but wait, but wait, but wait, wait, wait. What wait if? Wait a minute. What wait if, a gosh why darn would, second. Why would Alexander the Great, who this movie's all about, by the way, the whole bit <laughs> yeah, is that it's fuck, Alexander the Great and his dog. Yeah. Why would Alexander the Great design a portal to hell without some way to get back? And then as soon as she says that, another portal to hell opens and Shaggy just gets out of it. And that's the for end no, of the movie. For absolutely no reason. And then... Uh, he died for no reason. He came back to life for no reason. <laughs> Which, you know, ashes to ashes, it's, dust to dust. Yeah, it's move even, on, it live feels and more, It's like the AI again. They fed it some, like, the AI Pixar yeah. movies. It again. And it was like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes sad things happen in a Pixar movie. Maybe <laughs> we should put something sad in our movie. Yeah. Like, maybe They're like, they saw that scene. You know when all of the toys are heading towards the yeah. Toy Story 3? Can we have that? And you're, like, emotionally devastated. That's just because they're going to die, right? <laughs> That's because they're... So we're... Yeah, so we'll just have Shaggy slowly going into the incinerator, yeah. and that'll that'll do... Yep. Cut print. Uh, we'll do that. And, and it worked. I, f- I feel... And it worked... I, so good. I cried. My dog cried. Right. And then at the very Every end, time. Blue Falcon shows up where they open their new store and he's like, I'm a DJ. And he's they have DJ. the animated movie dance party, but they don't actually because it's just of anonymous extras being like, oh, yeah. Yeah. 
and like that's it that's the big dance party at the end it's like how your mom dances in the middle of like Macy's when you're in your like mom stop. It's like a whole crowd of people yeah. doing that. Uh, and then like it's it 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 looks like a fuck it looks like fucking Fortnite. It does, I was gonna it say it's like fucking Fortnite. Fortnite. The Mies are dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Well I mean because Blue Falcon looks like they were like, hey, Fortnite, do you want to put our Blue Falcon skin yeah. in your Fortnite video game? That's what Blue Falcon, like, genuinely looks yeah, he like. Does. I think they were like, hey. He's got a lot of Fortnite in hey. him. And He's got a lot of Fortnite in him. I don't know. I just I'm feel, so surprised. I feel the Dan Harmon thing. Do you guys know? There's, like, a famous story Dan Harmon tells where he talks about, like, writing Punch-Up on Kung Fu Panda and just, like, getting mm-hmm. there and then being, like... So we want you to write some jokes. We want you to punch this up. Like, we value your input or whatever, but you cannot change anything. And he was like, mm-hmm. this is impossible. Like, you can't write this way. And, like, it's one of those weird things where it's like, okay, Dan Harmon, like, I get what you're saying, and I understand that you're illustrating how, like, restrictive it is and you're how it's hard to do work. Yeah. But, like, this is also a system that people have been doing for a really long time, and a lot of other people have found yeah. ways to make it work, but whatever. I'm like, good at yeah. it, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but, like, even still, like, I feel that all over this movie. Like, it feels like they just, like, brought in as many people as they could to be like, write some jokes in here, but don't touch anything else. Mm-hmm. So they're like... We'll put them yeah. in. We'll slot them uh, in. You, well, thought like Tinder, famously... you thought Tinder was an app for getting firewood. And they're like, oh, that's great. Oh, my God, that's so funny. Yes, absolutely. Make Ken Jeong say that, please. You're like, well, it's famously for like the like the quality assurance testers, like the people that have played the game for was out for uh, Sonic Heroes. Famously playing right. through that game, they told them if the glitch does not literally break the whole game, do not even report it. Like, don't fucking tell us. We don't care. Right. Just play the fucking video game. That's what this movie feels like. Where it's like, if what the problem is doesn't like literally stop the reel on the film projector. <laughs> right. Don't tell us. We don't give a shit. Yeah. Like that's what it feels like. <sighs> I think we're ready to so wrap it, it up. Yeah. Cause we, <laughs> we got a hard out. We still got to do a Patreon episode too. So, uh, Hey, Hey, uh, Scoob extremely hey. bad. And we had that some fun bad. here today, ripping on it. And next week, Back to business as usual, because we have a very exciting guest. We have Adam Lance Garcia coming on to talk about Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which I'm very excited for. He is a writer that I very much admire. Uh, And uh, if you're listening on Twitch right now, you can listen to our podcast, which comes out every Friday. Uh, uh, it's the same, you know, the same content. Uh, and if you are listening, it's the same thing. <laughs> if you're listening on uh, a podcast platform right now, you should know that we stream this show live every Saturday morning on Twitch, twitch.tv slash cool takes pod. Our, our fun, our funny faces. Yes. And, uh, uh, um, Patreon as well. We have only recently started our Patreon. We've got a weekly bonus episodes between 15 minutes and half an hour, sometimes longer than that. If we're feeling good. Um, and, uh, monthly, uh, uh, commentary tracks where we watch a movie along with you. And we have our own little banter as we watch the movie. And it's like, you're watching a movie with us. It's a lot of fun. We've got with your friends, a commentary us, track, us your friends. a commentary track about knives out coming out in two days on February 1st. Uh, we were a little uh, iffy on the scheduling for that for a little while, but I've landed on... We recommend you watch the movie with the commentary, because there's a lot yeah. of bits where we just watch the yeah. movie, because I don't know if you've heard this, but Knives Out is really movie. good. I mean, you it's don't, a really good flick. You don't totally have to. We're just talking about other <laughs> you stuff don't have to. It's time. a joke that we just like kept stopping to watch the uh, movie. But, um, you know. 
And so once that goes up on February 1st, the voting for the next movie will begin on our Discord server, which is in the description on Twitch. It's in the description on the on the podcast platform you may or may not be listening to. And uh, you get to vote. You get to nominate any movie you want. The movies that we cover in that little series are decided entirely by the fans. And no rules just right. You can say anything you want over there. Uh, so that is all. Would you guys like to hear a five-star review of Scoob? No. <laughs> I don't <laughs> yes. wanna. This review comes from Letterboxd.com. And this person says, Super cute. One of my favorite movies. One day, I would really like to know why no one is surprised by a talking dog. <laughs> because, <laughs> why don't they fucking get it? <laughs> Haven't they watched Scooby-Doo? Like, come on, guys. What the fuck? Have you ever noticed that nobody even igno- so nobody cute. even notices that he's a talking dog? Like, what the hell? No one even, like, what they don't even, wait, are they, like, these fucking, these, these I saw a talking dog, I'd be like, what the hell? A talking dog? I'd kill it. I'd kill it. I'd kill it. Like, with a gun? I'd kill it. So... That's not right. What were they, on drugs when they made this? Were they drunk when they wrote a talking 